welcome to Game Moment, a collaborative storytelling collective building a world one game at a time. This week we will be continuing our what's it when it's two games? Diptych, diptych, diopic, diopic. This week we'll be playing the second game in my contribution to the Goth Potluck, Fallible God by Mousewife Games. created the goddess Nerithma, a goddess of change, splendor, and nature, who can add shimmer to the sun, but cannot cause the plants to grow by herself. Her story travels by starling and in the mouths of children, and she is capricious, vain, and a couple of other words. Pastoral. Short-sighted. Short-sighted, yeah. Infallible God, we will discuss the religion that has built up around Narithma. Here we go. Fallible God is a world-building game asking the question, what does a religion look like? What are the cultural institutions that come into being regardless of how devout a people are or how real a God is? How do we find a conceptual space that isn't just fantasy Catholicism? How do we collaboratively build a cultural framework to play other games or build other characters within? Here is one answer. This game is focused on the people-facing and cultural aspects of religion. Your actual divinity might be present, absent, extant, multifarious, personified, pantheistic, etc., etc. It can be political, politicized, hegemonic... Holy cow, it's a lot of words. <laughs> Subaltern, outlawed, ancient, novel, deceased, reborn, celebrated, or unspoken. The questions fallible God asks are not ones of faith or spirituality, but rather of religion. What matters here are the people who are affected by it. The commandments represent what people believe ought be followed, or what people know is said to be meant to be followed, regardless of how hollow, meaningful, or true. The structures represent forces that act on people, institutions, holidays, groups, roles, places, and landmarks that often grow to seem intuitive, natural, important, or unconscious. But at its core, each of these things still matter in how they affect people at the individual and social level, not in how they affect any divine force or the divinity. Everyone get all that? That was... Yeah, wow. that was a lot. That was powerful. I, that was potent. I already have a holiday. I, I got this fight. You got, you got, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, great. So this is this is kind of a short, uh, truncated mashup of microscope. And I'm sorry, did you say street magic? The first step is this. Together decide, decide on three aspects of your divinity. Consider they've got lists. It's There's tables that you can roll on or you can discuss them. We are essentially replacing that step with the game of Advent that we ran, because we already have a really clear picture of who Narizma is. Hmm. But some of the some of the options, just to kind of throw it out there, it's dualistic, vindictive, active, 
hungry, shepherding, meddlesome, calculating, generous, enlightening, righteous, tempestuous. Like there's lots of different words that we can combine together. We already have Nerythma sort of pinned down. So next what we're going to do is we're going to go around the table creating commandments. Six is a great number of commandments to aim for to set up the next part, but more or fewer can work too. We've got five of us, so I think we should at least commit to at least five commandments. If we want to do more, we can do more. Each commandment should be something adherents to this religion believe should be followed. Whether or not they actually follow them, or whether or not the god actually cares, this is what the adherents think. Mm -hmm. They're often in imperative tense. So don't do A, don't do B. Only do X if you also do Y. Always Q. R must be followed. S should be ignored except for T. It is good to do you. That kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But there is also we can also throw in little poetic idioms or those kinds of things. It is imperative. The imperative can be hidden in poetic language and carefully worded truisms in statements about what is believed to be true in the world. For example, always sleep with a sword under your pillow. Mm -hmm. That doesn't sound comfortable. No. This just what that's what God wants. Apparently, according to the priests, anyway. So there's some uh, there's some examples in here that I can just sort of throw out. Only verb if you verbed first. <laughs> Seek out nouns to gain other noun. Never forget to verb lest bad thing happen. Poetic maxim on how to treat outsiders or those in and out. Carry a specific attitude towards divinity in your heart. Let your actions, verb phrase representing a cultural view towards authorship, audience, history, speech, morality, or an aspect of the divinity. Right? So we can be as flowery as we want here. Um, and given that Narizma is very wrapped up in the arts and splendor, and she has like a million goddamn titles. I think we should probably go as hard as we can on the on the on the loftiness. Absolutely, a hundred percent. Hundred and ten. So let's, yeah, no, oh yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, correct. let's get a commandment out there. Mm. Let's let's throw something out there, and then we can sort of expand upon it, throw it around. Shit, we could we could we could start with a simple commandment, and then literally play a round of telephone and see what we come up with. Like let's Ooh. let's let's get something big and complicated and uh, ornate. I have one question. Yeah. Does this include the holidays, or is that another step? That's the next step. That's so the next we step. Start cool. Commandments, commandments then we get first. The holidays and stuff. Awesome. Yeah. Though I guess like I don't know. Keep the Sabbath is a commandment. Yeah, you know I mean? but like that might be like you could have a commandment that's yeah. wrapped up in a holiday. I have one holiday in particular. Okay, rabbits definitely gone. One axe to grind and one axe only. And it's gonna I'm gonna grind that fucker so fine. <laughs> it's gonna look so good. It's gonna see yourself in that. Who wants to start me with just like the, the, the barest foundation of a commandment and then we'll we'll workshop it. I've got one. Yeah. Go for it. Always see the potential beauty in a moment. Mm, that's good. There you go. Always yeah. see the potential beauty in a moment. Yeah, write that one down. That that wins. I already did. Oh, there you go. Seek the starlings when you seek truth. Unlike the mouths of men, starlings can speak no lies. Oh. For their words come directly from Nairith. Mildred agrees. <laughs> well, we got to give Emily time to write that one down. Yeah. I'd say just take the first two sentences there. 
Oh yeah, the, I'm just gonna have to get the gist of it and get the exact wording at a later date to be determined. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got, what do we got so far? Always see... Always see the beauty in a moment. Always see the potential beauty in a moment, mm-hmm. and... Seek the starlings if you seek the truth. Seek the starlings if you seek the, the truth. Is the big part. And yeah. probably like the larger, yeah, seek the starlings if you truth, <laughs> seek the truth, but I do like... The full version, absolutely. The full version exists. is great. Like, yeah. you've got to read the whole thing. That, that's how you know how into the whole thing someone is, is yeah. if they follow the entire yeah. commandment. It's like the jack-of-all-trades bit, kind yeah. of, almost. Mm-hmm. And it's very much starlings can be used as a metaphor for children, be like children, be innocent, be truthful. Yeah, it, yeah. children tell the truth. They don't They don't know how to lie Children yet, have to learn have... how to lie. Well, it's one of those things where, like, that verse could be uh, interpreted and reinterpreted and reinterpreted mm-hmm. in a thousand different ways. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. Do I want to do a more like happy one, or do I want to do something that's really dark? Let's do a dark one because we got some good. You want to do you? Destruction is the greatest beauty of creation. It's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Hey, you want a dark one? Not everything sunshine and rainbows. That's not a commandment. (laughs) Not everything is sunshine and rainbows is a bumper sticker. (laughs) (laughs) Okay there, edgy. We got an edgy guy at the diner. Alex? I can try to figure out how to word this better, but hyperbole isn't bad. Okay. The feeling is there, but we got a workshop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, you're right. It's, It's a good one. Color your language the way you do a painting. Uh, hold on, hold on. Color your language the way a sunset paints the sky. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get a commandment. Yeah. All that glitters need not be gold to glitter all the same. No, we hate it. We hate it. I'm trying to, I'm trying to do like a follow your impulses thing. Oh, you know okay. what I mean? Like chase the, chase, chase the impossible. The more you know. Sorry, Bree. (laughs) Moonlight grants dreams for us to follow in waking times. Okay, 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 okay. So it's kind of a follow your dreams, but you actually have to work to do it. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think she 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 has to work for it. I don't think she would talk about working towards Mm -hmm. goals. I think she would be like, oh, yeah, just go and fucking follow your nose, baby. Snatch that pie. Right off the windowsill. When you smell it, float off the ground and just sort of hover towards it slowly while you're sniffing. Yeah, it's it's embrace the moment and worry about the future when you get there. Yeah. I mean, then at that point, you're just kind of summarizing down as live life for the moment. Yeah, but we got to be all... We got to be flying for it. Vain about it. I like the moonlight shines. Mm-hmm. Be the air, the wheat, and the breeze that moves. We're we're de- we're encircling it. We're definitely mm-hmm. surrounding it. We've got it trapped. <laughs> we got you now. We just need to hem out. the gates, throw the torches. We'll smoke it out. We're right. gonna get it. Yeah. The future is as much an illusion as the past. Fun. What you seek is the mirage on the horizon. Now we're coming up with some good fortune cookies. We're yeah, 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 yeah. Restaurant. Gotta... Moonlight and golden hour are much the same. I think that's more towards the beauty side of it. Mm-hmm. 
Moon, like moon imagery, I like for this one. Mm -hmm. I agree, Mildred. We need to be better at this. Yeah, Mildred, you tell us. She is getting frustrated. Mm -hmm. Um, this is why I'm a painter, not a poet. <laughs> All right, hold on. I got, I got, I got, I got another one here. Let me just throw this one out here. I'm gonna mix an ore and a moon imagery. All right. The moonlight shines on silvery rocks, meant to be found tomorrow. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Or I think... it could just be the moonlight shines on silver, meant to be found tomorrow. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Simpler. We like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah That's a good one. That's a good one. We want to pluck anything else out of the air here. We've got five. We can easily we can get, get one, one more. Each. I think we can get one more each. Oh yeah, my God, we're yeah. doing a full ten the commandments. ten commandments of Nerithma. The ten commandments of Nerithma. Oh, I had a thing, but I want to make it even more kind of weird. So help me weirden this one out. Creation itself is the beauty of the world, but I want to make that more weird. What are you trying to say? I don't know. I want it to be creepy, but like in a comforting way. I'm trying to come up with a dark one similar. What, what, okay, so creation itself, beauty of the world, but like how how can what, what kind of like what what images are you trying to evoke here? What inevitability? What inevitability. Okay. Creation is inevitable. Yeah, that's kind of boring. Toss that one. Nah, I don't like it. We're erasing it. It never happened. Well, it could have to do with like the beauty and death or something. Is that what you're trying to get? Oh, no. I just wanted to make something weird. I had no actual end goal for this. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to be one of those things that uh, in a universe, priests will squabble over in like mm. angry letters to each other about who's right about a thing. Kind of like uh, the, the Talmud. Okay. So what if, what if okay, maybe something like the root which cracks the stone is also which burns in flames. Oh, that's a good one. Right? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, that one. Yeah, the root which cracks the stone is the same that burns in fire. Yeah. Makes no it like it's it makes, no, it makes sense. no sense, really. No. No. It's one of those things you gotta attach your own meaning, but your meaning might go against someone else's meaning and then you're and like, then Well, you who fight. is right? Yeah. yeah. And There's... then you have a, and then you have a little holy war about it. Yeah, you have a little schism, you have a little holy war, and then you have a little re reformation later. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. I just think it was, it's needed in And you've got a weird game of rock, paper, scissor, but it's root, stone, fire. Yep, perfect. Fire beats root, but root also beats fire. But and the then stone you have, cannot burn. But the stone cannot burn. Yeah, root beats stone, stone beats fire, fire beats root. Yeah. Yeah, root, stone, fire. Yeah. That's how they play. And then, so we got it. So we, I mean, stone's the easy one. That's a fist. Yeah. And then fire, I think you like do like. Ah, yeah, but in the fingers. second church of creation, and it's then, actually back. And then root <laughs> isn't just wiggly fingers going down. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. So. So, so then you always rock, get the person who does paper, it sideways scissors. and it's to yeah. just to, it's like no, I was going, I was going. Yeah. Down. Yeah. So we got wiggly fingers up, still fingers down, mm. and then a fist because yeah. roots don't fire. Okay. And the kids play that. Yeah. <laughs> they learned it from the starlings. And they learned it from the start. It's fucking perfect, yeah. Yeah, however... It, um, it, so the reality of this command is that it was the Starlings trying to teach the kids a fun little game to play. Yeah. But the adults <laughs> think that it means something. Yes. <laughs> Lies can polish stone or burn the field. Be careful how you use them. 
Because mm. again, we have a god of illusion and glamour mm -hmm. and splendor. But again, <laughs> lies are just a tool. They can keep you warm or burn you to death. Mm. All depends on how you use it. Yeah, perfect. Because again, we have a god who's a bit of a trickster. White lies versus black lies. White lies are okay. Things used to embellish but not harm. But outright falsehoods can burn the field. I kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's a good one. That works. What do we have, seven commandments? Yeah, we yeah. got seven. Do you got one more? Alex has one more. In the rock. Remain as unchanging as the moons. No, oh, you sneaky fucker. Yep. Oh, that's Do a good we run one. around it out with nine? Ah, uh, do we have it? Neurologically, I feel like nine is a very ever shifting number. Oh, uh, yeah, I like prime. Ellie, yeah. It's not prime. It's not, it's not prime. No. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm having famous a famous prime number. I'm nine. nine. <laughs> I'm having a brain fog. Three, who's that? <laughs> hmm. Uh, do we have a ninth one? Um. I, I, I did want to do one about like a mirage, like like a mirage. I do want to make mention of the mirage, and I kind of want to use mirage imagery to talk about lying to yourself, mm. right? Like like sort of like uh, uh, the mirage only shows you what you long for most, or something like that. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah, like if you, the lies can't hurt you if if you're not full of a bunch of wants. Yeah. Mirages are meant to be admired, not chased. Yeah, yeah. Which is funny, because it's also internally contradictory with another commandment, which is perfect. Yes, <laughs> perfect, that's the ninth exactly. commandment. Not 10, we're not gonna do a full 10, we're gonna do nine, because it's nine weird. Command I like it, nine yeah. commandments, it's perfect. Well, it's, I mean, if we, if we, uh, so I'm gonna throw some music chops around. Nine was considered in the, um, in like the old monk times in medieval times as the perfect meter because it was three divisible by three, hmm. which three is a holy number. Oh, and so they like, they, they was, it was a three large beat with three subdivisions inside of it. So they really, really liked nine eight. Hmm. Again, just from, harkens back to the fever dream of the mid nineties <clears throat> where everyone was really into Gregorian chants for a year. One exact year. It was, uh, I believe it was the year before they got into swing dancing. Yep. Yeah, we just kind of went through music history over the course of about two and a half years. I'm, I'm, well, when you suddenly right. have access to more of it, yeah. Yeah. It, it works. Tracks. Let's say this this is the Western world. It's not like we didn't have access to Gregorian chants, not like Mongolian throat singing. Okay, but everything we Yeah, let's novel. go. Now, go around the table with each person introducing a structure. Structures can be a holiday, group, ritual, a title, or a landmark. Each structure will exist at the crux, the intersection or union of two commandments. So you can either come up with your structure and then bullshit in two commandments or pick two commandments and then try to build a structure from it. Holiday, group, ritual, title, or landmark. Okay, so I have mine already. Yeah, yeah, Rabbit, you've been you've been stopping for this. You're dying. Been, oh my god. Okay. So she created the, the moon and caused the first eclipse, right? Now didn't create the moon, just caused the eclipse. Just created, caused the first eclipse. Yeah, created the first eclipse. And eclipses don't happen often. Yeah. So this one is a weird one. The greatest holiday of this religion is the day an eclipse happens. Ooh. On the day of the eclipse, everyone gathers around, and as soon as the eclipse happens, 
they burned down all of their churches. Fuck yes! Yeah. They burn every oh, church to so the good. ground, dashes it all to pieces, takes all the ash, casts it into the fields, and builds a new church. Not only that, yeah. I bet they try to burn the other churches too. Oh yeah, totally. Oh, yeah. Not, they burn like, all the churches. They started with just theirs, and yeah. then eventually, like we're talking over the course of hundreds of years, some of them, some of the more extreme groupings yeah. of these worshipers, they burn it. Every, Every church, church in town. Yes. Yes. I love it. So Which there's some people standing vigil outside of their churches to try and keep them from exactly. burning. Exactly. So yeah. there's like conflict, right? And but I'm sure that like some of them are kind of chill with it. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like some of the people are like, oh, you're gonna burn our church down, but then you're just gonna rebuild it. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. fine. Can, so we can we give here. you uh, instructions on the style we want? Yeah. <laughs> I could I could see some religions being like. So you're gonna like follow our architect? So like, will you will you do it the way we want to? Oh yeah, because the point of burning it down, because the point of burning it down and then rebuilding it is to make it even better than it was before. Yeah. Yeah. But also make it just make sense in the new. Because I mean, Mm. you imagine an eclipse is only happening what three to ten years somewhere in there. Yeah. Every yeah. So it just it's it like just needs a new refresh. It's like a it's kind of like the the tree of liberty must occasionally be watered with the blood of patriots and tyrants kind of thing. Yeah. So uh, the commandment that this follows is the uh, one about uh, destruction is the greatest uh, greatest beauty of creation. And um, well, it's at the crux of two, and I think the other one that it relates to is be as ever uh, be as unchanging as the moon. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The the moon has decided to uh, take a little little break, so it's like okay, time Mm -hmm. to reset. Outstanding. Yes. Fucking great holiday. Oh yeah. Okay, so we've got a holiday now. Obviously, we can we can we don't need to do. We don't need to do one of each, but it would be nice to have a little bit of each, right? So we've got a holiday. Other options are group, ritual, title, or a landmark. I was actually thinking of a landmark. Okay. Which is the first church. Okay. The one that isn't actually burned every year because it's not actually a structure. Okay. It is the grove where the first starling, or where it's believed the first starling, heard the word. Mmm. So that entire grove is turned into a nature preserve. Yeah. And there is a pilgrimage once every five years for people to go. And all that this is is just priests and starlings. That's what it is. It is a starling sanctuary and is very similar to the Buddha tree where it's people go there to commune with the starlings and commune with not... uh, What's the word? Name of the goddess again? Narithma. thank you. So, and that is a combination of seek the starlings, their words be speak truth, and what's the other command I was thinking of? Yeah, it's actually a combination of the first two. Always see the potential beauty in a moment, and seek the starlings for they seek truth. Can there be a little pond in front of the tree that they watch for a catfish? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's part of the nature preserve. Maybe there's the stream out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You get a great view of the fields burning every year, or every eclipse. What if there's another little kicker on here, where it's roughly every five years, but it's hard to predict. And what they have to do is they have to watch for... There is a starling migration. It happens roughly around the same time of year, but it doesn't happen every year. And kind of like the swallows, 
they always stop at this preserve. And it's about every five years, but sometimes it's four and sometimes it's six. And they use kind of a, a goofy-ass divine numerology to be like, oh, if it's six years, then there's going to be an eclipse next year. But if it's four years, that means there's not going to be an eclipse for three more years. Like, they have these sorts of little portents that they base it on. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I think that's cool. Yeah. yeah. But they always, all, they always stop at the same place. They Absolutely. always stop at this preserve. And so it's a huge, huge, huge event. And then there's probably people like... And should that, should that, should the two coincide... The year that the starlings migrate on the eclipse. Oh yeah, that's. Yeah, there's going to be a sighting. That that she's that's coming a sighting. Back. Yeah, that's a big. Yeah, Narizma is going to pop on down, and she's going to introduce herself, and it's going to take about a half an hour to get through all the titles. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then what happens though? What happens though? Like, does she grant like one wish, or does she like, you know what I mean? Like, what she do? She creates the most beautiful moment for everyone inside the sanctuary. Mm. All the fields around the sanctuary, which are still fields, they're still owned by farmers, but all those go up in the only expression of rainbow fire you'll ever see. Mm. And the starlings go flying amongst the embers without being harmed, but gain the colors. So they're, she's painting the fields at night when they can be most appreciated during the eclipse. Yeah. It's almost like a, a, a fiery aurora borealis on land. I think this probably fucks viewers up. Oh, absolutely. Hard. Like they like it doesn't hurt them, but like you don't you don't walk away from that without your brain being a little bit rewired. Uh, especially for the people selling hallucinogenics amongst the crowd because <laughs> Oh Lord, they have figured out these people will take them. What uh okay, I'm gonna I said uh, this uh, I'm gonna what is the title for the very, very few people, we're talking this is a once every two generations event. What is the title for the very few people who have seen this? Like the title of the people or the yeah. title of the event? Like what's the title of the witnesses? The gazers. What do you have, Alex? I have a stupid one. But do it. The Nerythmics? The Nerythmics? <laughs> oh, God. Because the reason they're called the gazers is because afterwards, for months on end, their eyes are always. Uh, anytime they're open, their eyes it is wide. I, I need to be just really candid, just very real and honest with you. I like the idea that you're going for. Gazers has a really weird mouth feel. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why, and I'm so sorry. The gazers. <laughs> the gazers. <laughs> like I don't. Mm, mm, I don't know. Just because the five flames are rainbow <laughs> doesn't mean you can assume. Um, Embers. The witnesses, the... No, okay. The deviners of the true fire. The Saras. Uh, I don't think we can call them that. Have you tried calling them Fantasy Name Generator instead? <laughs> uh, oh, the Beholder. The Beholders. The Beholden. Um, the Beholden. The Beholden. The Beholden yes. is better. Beholder is not so much. That'd be kind of cool, though. Mm -hmm. Bystanders? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I've got bystander, viewer, witness, eyewitness, looker on, on looker. What? Uh, watcher, beholder, looker, gaper. We're not using gaper. Goppers. Goppers? No. Uh -oh. no. No, the Beholden. The Beholden. There's probably, I, I do I do kind of like goffers as sort of like the folksy word for it. And then I'm sure there's people who are sort of in the high part of the religion who prefer, no, we're beholders, not goffers. Yes, you know what I mean? perfect. Something like that. 
So the proper term for uh, sojourners is apotheosized. Those are those who are drawn to this. The colloquial term for those people are they're just called gawpers. They're called gawpers. Gawpers. Outstanding. That's great. Okay. Let's. All right. So we've got a holiday. We've got a landmark. We we have one title, but that was I kind of cheated that in. Let's get a. Um, we either need a group, a ritual, or another title. A group? Yeah, like a group. I think there's got to be like a, an artist's guild or something like that. Oh, yeah, an arts guild. Okay. There are two guilds. One is an arts guild, and they're the Guild of Starlings. The other is the more underground and destructionist portion so we have the starlings and the crows. Ah. Uh-huh. Don't hit on crows. Hey, are, crows are bros. What? What is the crow's agenda? The crow's agenda follows more on an anarchist side and destructionist side. They've taken the, was it the ninth commandment? Which is destruction is the... No, that's no, not the ninth. That's the third. Yeah, that's the third yeah, commandment. Yeah, they've taken the third commandment as the most important commandment. Mm. So, again, they... They seek to create through destruction. They're a strong anarchist group trying to break down any portion of order in order to allow individuality and growth to happen. Anything that seems stagnant. Some kind of eco-terrorist. Yeah, Yeah. kind of. Fighting against people who are afraid to pursue change. Exactly. Ooh. So they're Avalanche. Yes. From Final Fantasy (laughs) (laughs) VII. Okay, so we have a we have a, and, and and the starlings are like your standard arts guild, arts and propaganda, propaganda. Oh, propaganda. so the starlings are potentially a tool of the state, where the crows are potentially an enemy of the state. It actually gave me an How idea uh, for a tenth commandment, but we're solid on the ninth commandment. A so, forbidden tenth commandment. So uh, the forbidden tenth commandment only followed by the yeah, crows. Yeah, only some people. Consider it valid. Maybe, maybe people in the cities that are kind of bought in. Starlings the... speak the harshness of truth. Crows speak the wisdom of lies. Hmm. Hmm. everybody believes... just the wisdom? Of... Crows speak the wisdom of lies. The un, the unknown tenth commandment. It's more like just temple wisdom. Yeah. Well, it's it's like a Quinean, right? Like mm. it's like it's a it's a equestrian dojo. It's sort of a it's sort of an axiom that's been around for so long. It's not in any of the establishing texts, but it's one of like the early early philosophers but came if, up with it. Yeah, if you continue the no, the uh, logic of the starlings speak only the truth, then the crows must be the ones who speak lies. Right. So it's not in any of the texts, but everyone rec- like well, not everyone recognizes it, but it is well, everyone recognizes it. <laughs> It is an important axiom in the religion, even though it's not in the founding text. It's it's an offshooting of the commandment of lies. Yeah. Okay. It was posited in one theological work by some dude that was just real angry that day. Oh, great. Crows are Protestants. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. We need a ritual or a type. How about like a good a, a good spring ritual? A good okay. spring ritual, you know, right there on the on the uh, equinox. Yeah, the equinox. There we go. Oh, I have an idea. It is considered good luck if it rains on the equinox. 
So they have a ritual to try to summon the rainfall. Oh, I, yeah, I like that, that they, they actually try to bring about rain on the equinox, and it probably never works. And it, well, it, I mean, obviously, sometimes it does rain on the equinox, and yeah. they thank Narithma for it. Narithma doesn't create Great weather. weather. Yeah. Narithma just predicts it. it. Yeah. And makes it cool. So... It's like a it's like a self fulfilling prophecy or like a cargo cult kind of thing yeah. where like they're doing they're doing this ritual and we can describe what the ritual is and if it does happen to rain it is a kick ass beautiful rainstorm mm-hmm. and if it doesn't then they're like oh we did it wrong we did it wrong but really it's not even that's they're way outside of Narithma's domain like that's yeah. not that's they they need, to, they need to go to a different office for that one so what's the ritual to attempt to summon the rain on uh. the equin- on the spring equinox. I, I really see something because it has to be something weirdly futile, but like kind of really neat. So people get buckets of colored water and gather in like the town square together and just start tossing colored water up while wearing white robes to stain them so they end up looking tie dyed. Oh, okay. And they're, then they wear those the rest of the day. They're trying to paint the sky to please Nerythma. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They're they're painting themselves to please Nerythma so that Nerythma will wash them clean. They're cool putting the in. rainbow before the rain. Mm-hmm. Kinda, yeah. <laughs> and what's cool about it though, so Narithma can't control the rain, but what can what Narithma can do, because of course she's a, a, a fucking clown, <laughs> is if it does rain on the equinox, washes all the colors out of the robes. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> she can do that. Yep. <laughs> That's cool. So they do a color run. Yeah, they do a color run. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of. Kind of. Yeah. Color run white t-shirt party. Yeah. Yeah. Color run white nice t-shirt party. Halloween, Halloween. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What is that festival? God damn it. Mm-hmm. Okay. We need a title, and then we've got one of each, and then we can we can uh, freeform it from here. Okay. A title. A title. Like, like for a person or a... Sure. We've got the one title for someone who has witnessed the, uh, uh, the, the starling migration on an eclipse night. Yeah. But what about anything else? So, uh, official titles for like clergy or those sorts of things. Like there, there might be all sorts of options. Mm. So let's see. What would be a the 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 priest or priestess be called? So again, as we discussed before, in crow form, Narithmi hates scarecrows. Mm-hmm. Every temple has a grand scarecrow. Oh, interesting. Paradox. Exactly. It is a person that hears the confessions and chases away those who are lying excessively or lying maliciously. Okay. Punishes them, much like the scarecrow punishes the crow. And this is the fun bit. It's especially a fun thing among the youth to try and pull one past the grand scarecrow. Oh, yeah. And they get a harsh whipping. Yeah. But like that's the worst thing that happens. No, no, they just get it. They just get they get they get a whipping and a yelling at because they try to pull one past the grand scarecrow. Whereas like an adult who's who is engaging in lies and malfeasance in a truly truly malicious way, like that's exile, that's death. Like, it's yeah. not oh, exile. Got it's not exile or death. It is public shaming. This is a high fantasy world, right? Yeah. They have their memories rewritten. Oh, God. Ooh. If you're 
changing reality is causing uh, pain, uh, ugliness, you know, things that she hates. They rewrite you. Yes, oh, reinstation, because you're going against the will of Narithma. It's called re-narrativization. They rewrite your entire story no, to force you to exist. No, we've got to have something prettier than that. I mm. think they, they, so either they, uh, you get, you get, uh, 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 re, just rewritten, mm -hmm. or I was also thinking maybe they, they call it sunrising you. No, no, well, no, hang on, no. hang on. What, what what does that entail? Sunrising? Yes. It's a new day for your brain. New day, new you. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was going to say it's not sunrising because, again, it has nothing to do with sunrise. It just makes it prettier. You get eclipsed. Mm, could be. You, you are that. blanked out as Narithma blanked out the moon on their first night. And it comes back anew. When, sun, when sunrise happens, you are a new dawn and a new day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Interesting. That's messed up. That's a pretty double yeah. punishment. That's a double Ooh. punishment right and, there. And bring fire into it. They get branded too. Mm. So you wake up with fresh memory. Oh, this is horrible. And you look and at your you body, you've got like a brand. Yeah. You're not ostracized are there, for having are there the brand. With several? But now you know. Like, do, they, do they have a different oh, one? Yeah. Okay. No, it's the same one. It's just you're covered with the same brand over and over because you can't remember why you have it. So in most societies, you're not ostracized for having one brand. Yeah. If you have more than one, then people start having a big problem with you being around. Yeah, yeah. That, that's when you start to get exiled. That's when people start to do a big concern over yeah. your whole situation. Oh, what? The leader of the crows is covered with those brands. The leader of the crows can only remember the one commandment. That's the only commandment they can remember. Because the leader of the crows has how many brands? Nine brands. Oh, yes. one for each commandment. Let's fucking go. Yeah, nine brands, and they are called the burnt. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Hmm. Called, called the burnt, the branded, brandy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I, I kind of so so the crows is kind of a thieves guild, right? So it's like whatever their name is, and then nine brands. Mm. Uh, so like you know, uh, 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 Samuel nine brands or something like that, mm -hmm. or those sorts of things. I, not Samuel, but you know, we'll, we'll think of a more badass name. We'll, we'll, we can workshop that part. You know what I mean? Or or even they might just call. Like the crow with nine brands. Mm -hmm. Like go speak to the crow. The branded crow. Yeah. If you can find That's the... a good tavern. Yeah. That is a good tavern. Where do you think they operate out of? The... Yeah. <laughs> the branded crow. <laughs> it's just in the basement. You would never put a thieves guild in a bar called the branded, branded crow. crow. It's a little on the nose, don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why the Yakuza operate out of an English you know novelty store in the middle of downtown Dubuque. That's true. So oh, another thing with with the branded though is the fact that not everyone in the guild has actually been branded. No, that's not a prerequisite. It's just it just helps. But that's how you can tell who the badass people in there are in the hierarchy, because those are the ones that do have multiple brands. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's intense. Okay, that's all right. We did a whole fucked up thing just now. That was pretty <laughs> we did. wild. Um, are you shocked? The crow with the nine brands is the guy that's in charge. There's our title. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. And strange thing, not many people realize this. He was the first Grand Scarecrow. 
He was uh, a grand scarecrow. Yeah. No, he was the first. He took his power too seriously, started punishing people who weren't huh, maybe? going against the laws, and then all of a sudden he was branded, and then again, and then again, and then again. Could be, yeah. And somehow it can live forever. And it's, okay. and it's, and it's very long-lived. Uh, yeah. Or the title just keeps going to another person yeah. who also gets that many brands. Yeah. Pretty hard to do, though. It's a Dread Pirate Roberts. A little yeah. bit. <laughs> okay, so that's... We've got a place. That was a title. We, that was a title. Believe it or not. I had, I had another title. This one's going to be a little bit more chill. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm trying to think of a word for basically, okay, a pilgrimage when you are uh, uh, doing a pilgrimage for Nerythma is not destination bound. Mm. You just decide that you are going to go off and then you'll come back when you come back. That's your pilgrimage. That's your holy journey. Uh. You don't actually aim anywhere. You just literally follow whim and uh, fate and signs. You've got so, a walkabout. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's, oh God, it's not uh, sowing your wild oats. You're chasing starlings. Yeah. So Ooh. we need a title for one who chases starlings. Yeah. Uh. So like, it'd be the kind of thing, like you're out traveling, right? You're out in the world. You're away from like your, your enclave or whatever. You would call yourself like, I am... Blah blah, you know I am a pilgrim, or I am a this or that, right? Fledgling, fledgling, maybe. fledgling, leaving the nest for the first time. Mm, yes, maybe. Uh, maybe. a flighter, someone flighter. who's taken flight, mm-hmm. as opposed to flighty. Windswept, migratory, migratory, migratory. <laughs> Going on the great migration today, Bill. Uh, Moonseeker, Moonseeker. Mm-hmm. Star chasing. Star chasing? Yeah. Yeah. Or stargazing. Stargazing. Oh, yeah, I'm just out of stargazing. Yeah, out of stargazing. Oh, that's kind of cool, actually, because it's a little bit of an undercover thing. Like, you're you're wandering on a, on a, on a, on a road at night, mm-hmm. and so it's like, what are you doing here? And it's like, oh, I'm just stargazing. Mm-hmm. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. Yep. Perfect. That's kind of cool. Stargazers. Stargazer. Okay, that's the title. Any other holidays, groups, rituals, titles, or landmarks? Mm. We need a holiday that doesn't happen every once in a great, great while. We need, we need a year. We need well, a... Instead of a weekly Sabbath sort of thing, just the new moon. New moon? New moon. New, new moon. moon is... A, okay. It's like a mini eclipse. You can't see the moon, but you know it's there. Yeah. Mm. Ah, because mm-hmm. it celebrates before Narimna's existence. Existence, yeah. yeah. It's, like a, it's like a memory of the the uh, the, the original eclipse. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. we call it. So it's the new moon. So, like, what do they do? These small burnt offerings. Burnt offerings? Yeah. Yeah, maybe, like, uh, maybe it's a. Uh, if you can take a work, what you consider a work of art and burn it on a, on a little altar. That's what the festival is. They actually take a huge piece of fabric. Everyone in town paints part of it. Okay. And at midnight, they set it ablaze, hoping to bring. Rhythm back. Yeah, but doing that or every celebrating. 30 days? That I, seems could, like... I could see, like, they they might do collaborative art projects and then burn them, or you mm-hmm. might just take something of yeah. yours yeah. to, to yeah. burn. Oh, maybe they do it like, here's here's a thought. Hmm. What they do, some of them, some of what they do, I think all of these things probably happen depending on where depending on where you go. I think Narithma is actually a very well-traveled 
got. Yeah. Right? As there's the starling flies. There's a little nerythma kind of dotted all over the place. And so every, and, and since they're pretty chill about everything, they kind of adapt whatever rituals to the lingua franca. Right? So there's a ton of different ways to do it. So in one area, I'm thinking of what they do is on the full moon, so you have the three days of the full moon, depending on if it's a three-day full moon on our planet. I'm not sure. We haven't talked about that yet. Yeah. Uh, Lex actually wants the planet to be the moon of another planet. But That's we'll, pretty dope. Yeah, that is pretty dope. We'll I see agree. if that happens. We'll see how that lines up. Um, Fucking Pandora. I know, right? So here's what you do. On the full moon, they spend a little bit of time each of those days making some sort of a piece of art. Then what you do is you leave it outside until the new moon. Mm. And then you can get a blessing a couple of different ways, right? If due to the weather conditions, the art has been basically like ruined, then you burn it in offering. Mm. But if it's been uh, uh, sustained due to good weather or whatever, then you, you keep it forever and pass it down your line. Ah, I have okay. It. I have it. The art piece, since again, it began with the, vo the words of children. It began in rural areas. Mm -hmm. The art pieces are to take wheat or plants and weave them into a doll. Okay. And as again, as you get to more bigger areas, dolls get more elaborate, but it's something a child would offer. Mm -hmm. So again, children start, you start as child making simple dolls they get more and more elaborate as you get older. Some people get better product, better, you know, initial materials. And that's what you build on the new moon. Mm -hmm. And again, on the, oh, I'm the sorry, full, moon. The full moon. That's what you build in the full moon. And then you leave it out. And you leave it out for the entire month until the new moon comes. And that's actually when you burn it. Right. And depending on how well you've kept it, if you've kept it in a place of honor, as well, opposed to- Well, so a, if you're leaving it out, it's kind of up to the whims of the weather. Mm -hmm. is it the idea, it right? can be, but again, you it, you have people that build you know shelters for it and places of honor oh, for sure. it around their house. Even like you know children, you know again, if you if you're a child and you build a doll, you're gonna put it in a house. Mm -hmm. So you have these simple little structures among rural things where they put the doll. And yes, it's still it's it's an open structure. It's still open to the will, whims of the wind and everything like that. But again, much like everything else, it can be something that's passed down. I wonder if the people that leave their art object out in the weather purely to whim look down upon the people that shelter their dolls Absolutely. and vice versa. Oh, yeah. Like, I'll bet they get into big, it's like the Baptists and the Methodists. They're mm -hmm. almost identical in practice except this one fucking thing and they will not stop fighting over it. Yeah. <laughs> Same with, there's people that just create a thing, no matter what the thing is. It could be art, it could be furniture, it could be uh, a hat, a piece of clothing and do it. And then the people that, honest to God, like, no, you have to weave a doll, you mm -hmm. have to. It's yeah, just, it's very, like, you, you've got your casual practitioners that are like, oh, yeah, that's right, it's the new moon. You grab some rags, put it together. I, I grew this in my uh, garden. Piece of crap. In the fire. We did it! Hey! hey. And then there are people that spend thousands of dollars buying the most oh, oh, beautiful yeah. wheat they can find. Rare gems. Oh, yeah. Weaving in the prettiest colored flowers they can acquire. 
acquired. And, and they even like they even will put the well they'll still put it outside and it'll be in like an open shrine, but then they'll paint it with glass mm. so that it is protected because so they the, believe this guy can see it and Arithma can see it, but it's protected from the weather. Right, and they have like this weird interpretation of like you need you must put it where Arithma can see it, and and then they're like, oh, that means we can use glass, right? We can use glass. That means we're still getting glass. Now Arithma probably doesn't care that much uh, about any of this, but, then but the people do. But then they're the reductionist Orthodox people who believe you can't do it with anything that's been cut, so they spent generations cultivating and weaving a living plant to oh, be in the shape yeah. of a human that's in a greenhouse and, and like you know oh yeah that's, that's, yeah. that's, that's, oh, that's, that's plant a, that's weaving a would be big oh in plant this weaving area. would be yeah. huge in this religion. Oh yeah. Oh they oh actually I just thought of like a really cool landmark. There's probably a place where there is Maybe an order of like druidic monks. Like they, pro there's probably monasteries of some kind for Nerithma because she is ostensibly a nature goddess at heart. Are you about to do a Burning Man? Because you're about to do a Burning. I'm not man. about to do a Burning <laughs> Man. I'm doing more of like a, a living sculpture garden. Oh, okay. Yeah. Where yeah. there's like this monastery and it's got this big. It, it's walled in. Like you need permission to come. Usually they want you to send notice like a fortnight in advance. And you can go here and you can walk along, uh, walk through the living garden of Nerithma. And if you walk there on the new moon, you might see the sculptures come to life. Ah, there you go. It's called Nerithma's Palette. Yeah. Do they come to life? Of course not. It's an illusion because Nerithma's fucking with them. Yes. <laughs> The Making monks have built raised walkways. Uh -huh. So you cannot walk among the garden. You're walking you like catwalks above the Above boat. it. Accessed yeah. by Moonbridge. Yeah. Oh, and on an actual eclipse night, they uh, sequester out the fort and everyone must remain outside the walls. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Except for like, oh, the head of the monastery always has to be a... What is it? Beholder? A beholden? Oh, the, the apostatized. Yeah. The apotheosized. Has to be apotheosized. Has to be apotheosized. Only the apotheosized may remain in the garden on the night of an eclipse. Hmm. Okay. What happens in there? Oh, no. Ooh, spooky. Spooky, scary. It's just a bunch of monks going, thank fucking God, and just ripping farts left and right and oh, not yeah. be a holy well, shit. Oh, they, they don't have an order of silence. Yeah, well, they might, it could be that the monks are allowed, like, a night of reprieve on eclipse nights and they can go into town and kind of hang out. Yeah, and they think bit. that the guy in charge has to do some big grand ritual. And the only thing he's actually doing is making himself a nice meal and going to bed early. He <laughs> <laughs> probably makes himself a nice meal, does some prayers in the garden. It may or may not come to light. And yeah. then... He just chills out. Gets some time to himself. Yeah. Gets alone time. Writes a little poetry, maybe. Yeah, does, does a little, something. Does a little painting. And then they come back. What did you see? What Plays did you a little see? music. What did you see? And the, and the, the apotheosis is like, I can't tell you. Tell you. you. Go. You'll have to see it for yourself when you reach that level. Yeah. Go and see for yourself on the night of an eclipse in the Starling Grove. <laughs> then you may witness with me. And it's like, he's <sighs> fucking God. That's right. part of the monastic tradition. You get sent to gather seeds mm. on the nights the abbot gets the place to himself. <laughs> <laughs> That's so mean. I think I think they get a night off. I'm sure it's different monastery. Mm. The main one though, the main one, yeah, I could see them not even being allowed like a night on the town. 
Like an eclipse isn't a night off for them. They yeah. do have to go gather seeds. Because, of course, seeds gathered under the eclipse grow better. Absolutely. Of course. Colors brighter. A little faster. The, the wood's more pliable, mm -hmm. so you can bend it more easily. Mm -hmm. Little things like that. Yeah. Mm. That's six bucks. Yep. Anything else? I have a little small ritual. Yeah. Oh, a little ritual. Uh, probably would like be stuck to like richer areas. But you write a poem draw a picture on a piece of paper, fold it into a little origami starling, and head it off to someone we're into. Aww, oh, yeah. that's cute. Yeah. I think it's very cute. This is my I profession of love, and you know it's true. <laughs> because yeah. it's a starling. Really? Yeah. Uh -huh. That's adorable. Yep. <gasps> Marriage proposals are the same way. I like that. All right. But... Same thing, profession of love in the starling. You put a seed in. The prospective betrothed plants it. If it buds within two weeks, then the marriage is destined. If it doesn't, then it is not necessarily. I mean, it actually very sec to sec. But it's not. It's like not like like don't do it. This yeah. isn't a good marriage. It's not a good match. Actually, I was going to change it slightly up because of the... it's not that it's destined. Mm -hmm. If your answer is yes, you plant the seed, and when it buds, you present it back to the person as your answer of yes, let us grow together. Yeah, uh, you yeah, let it sit go. for a week or two. Exactly. Yeah. If your answer is no, or you do not wish to marry them, you just return the starling empty. Maybe. Are you You give him a crow. Now you go. Back. <laughs> yeah, if you, if, if, okay, so if it, let's say the answer is no, but it buds, what you do is you pluck it and you hand it to a crow, and the crow will take it to him. Actually, you, you, just, you just pluck it and hand it back to them, so it's, no, it's, they can choose to, right. they, so, they, so, the, so the idea is like this, though, right? It takes a couple of weeks for it to bud, yeah. right? So here's the starling, and then you run off home and you plant it, right? Whether your answer is yes or no. When it buds, that's when you get the answer. If the answer is yes, then you return the plant to them. Yeah, let's get let's get hitched. If your answer is no, then you're going to pluck the bud, and you're not going to walk it over and be like, no, I'm not going to marry you. What you're going to do is you're going to hand it to some fucking bird and be like, go tell him I don't want to marry him. And then, <laughs> oh, I'll be right, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that, like, you know, you, you imagine the, the man or woman that proposed is, like, laying in bed, and then a crow lands on the windowsill and drops a bud, and they're like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> Just crest just, just utterly destroyed when they see a crow. Oh, oh God. <laughs> you see someone who's got, like, crows that regularly gather outside their house, like... Oh, <laughs> oh, oh that poor bastard. Oh, God, and you... Uh, again, okay, your marriage... what if it doesn't grow? No, that if it doesn't grow... If, oh. it, if, if it doesn't grow, then Nerythmid does not want you to marry this person at all. I think if it doesn't grow, then Nerythma doesn't care. Yeah. Yeah. But your yeah. children will be up. If it doesn't grow, <laughs> if it doesn't grow, you haven't grown enough yet. Mm. If it doesn't grow, then you're not ready. Yeah. Ah. And then you have to wait one, you have to wait uh, uh, a full year 
Yeah. And before you can repropose again, except if there is an eclipse that year. Eclipse, yeah. yeah, a full year or the next eclipse, whichever comes first. Yeah. God, can you imagine you the, can the market for seed sellers during the eclipse for oh, people yeah. wanting to get it? Oh, oh yeah, shit. matchmakers, like all this stuff. Oh god. Now, yeah. do you get something that grows really pretty, or do you get something that grows really fast? Or, <laughs> or do you get something that's going to, you know, that's again like an oak tree that's yeah will take forever to grow. But it's one of the hardier things you can grow. Yeah. And I guess the decision of what you choose to present as your seed is more of an indication of what kind of relationship you're expecting from your partner. Mm. Mm. Yeah, there could be like can't like you might pass a bamboo seed over and that's just like let's just be let's be fuck buddies. <laughs> <laughs> let's do let's just keep it cash. Like you know, like bamboo example, is strong. If you're presenting yes, if you're presenting bamboo, you're expecting rapid growth, large family. If you're presenting mm. a flower or some kind of flowering plant, you're expecting a trophy wife or husband. If you're presenting an oak or an acorn or any kind of tree seed, that's yep. something you're wanting to grow slowly but be stronger than yeah. any of the other two. The scroll of plant language for this religion is a mile long. <laughs> Oh my god. They, and, so they, oh they even like they're a, There have to be people that you go to to get advice on on all of this. And they're they 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 do a kind of gardening astrology oh, where it's like plants oh, plants that grow well for you versus plants mm -hmm. that you are challenged with say things about you as a person. Oh, <laughs> the garden man. tenders. Yeah. Oh, like you show up and they go so I want you to go ahead and eat because they're, oh, they're they all come to your house. Yeah, they, they go your, through your garden. Yeah, they <laughs> go to your house. They go through your garden and like select individual plants and put them in a special planter and go, this will tell me everything I need to know. Yeah. Oh, God, it's feng shui is... for plants. Oh, yeah. my yeah. God. And that'll do it for Game Woven this week. Thank you so much for listening to Fallible God by Mouse Wife Games and last week for listening to Advent by Megan Cross. I'm T.T. Benjamin. I've been your host tonight. And joining me was... Emily, as was retold, all around the internet. John, Angry Monkey Art, all around the internet. Rabbit, don't listen to my Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, Alex, at Tierra Nerd Games. Thank you all so much. And uh, someone else will see you next week. I won't be here. None Get of us will be here. Get out of my house. <laughs> Fine. <laughs>